If you were to step inside an elevator in the lobby of the New York State Library in Albany, you would discover that although the building has 11 floors, there is no button marked 8. To get to the 8th floor, which is closed to the public, you ride to 7, walk through a security door, state your business to a librarian at the desk, then go into another elevator and ride up one more flight. As you pass shelves of quietly moldering books and periodicals, the budgets of the state of Kansas going back to 1923, the Australian census, the complete bound series of Northern Minor, you may be greeted by the sound of German opera coming from a small room at the southeast corner. Peering around the doorway, you would probably find a rather bearish-looking man hunched over a desk, perhaps squinting through an antique jeweler's loop. The hiddenness of the location is an apt metaphor for the work going on here. What Dr. Charles Gehring is studying with such attention may be one of several thousand artifacts in his care. Artifacts that, once they give up their secrets through his efforts, breathe life into a moment of history that has been largely ignored for three centuries. This book tells the story of that moment in time. It's a story of high adventure, set during the Age of Exploration, when Francis Drake, Henry Hudson, and Captain John Smith were expanding the boundaries of the world, and Shakespeare, Rembrandt, Galileo, Descartes, Mercator, Vermeer, Harvey, and Bacon were revolutionizing human thought and expression. It is a distinctly European tale, but also a vital piece of America's beginnings. It's the story of one of the original European colonies on America's shores, a colony that was eventually swallowed up by the others. At the book's center is an island, a slender wilderness island at the edge of the known world. As the European powers sent off their navies and adventurer businessmen to roam the seas in history's first truly global era, this island would become a fulcrum in the international power struggle, the key to control of a continent and a new world. This account encompasses the kings and generals who plotted for control of this piece of property. But at the story's heart is a humbler assemblage, a band of explorers, entrepreneurs, pirates, prostitutes, and assorted scalawags from different parts of Europe who sought riches on this wilderness island. Together, this unlikely group formed a new society. They were the first New Yorkers, the original European inhabitants of the island of Manhattan. We're used to thinking of American beginnings as involving 13 English colonies, to thinking of American history as an English route onto which, over time, the cultures of many other nations were grafted to create a new species of society that has become a multi-ethnic model for progressive societies around the world. But that isn't true. To talk of the 13 original English colonies is to ignore another European colony, the one centered on Manhattan, which predated New York, and whose history was all but erased when the English took over. The settlement in question occupied the area between the newly forming English territories of Virginia and New England. It extended roughly from present-day Albany, New York, in the north, to Delaware Bay in the south, comprising all or parts of what became New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. It was founded by the Dutch, who called it New Netherland, but half of its residents were from elsewhere. 
Its capital was a tiny collection of rough buildings perched on the edge of a limitless wilderness, but its muddy lanes and waterfront were prowled by a babel of peoples, Norwegians, Germans, Italians, Jews, Africans, both slaves and free, Walloons, Bohemians, Munsees, Montauks, Mohawks, and many others, all living on the rim of empire, struggling to find a way of being together, searching for a balance between chaos and order, liberty and oppression. Pirates, prostitutes, smugglers, and business sharks held sway in it. It was Manhattan, in other words, right from the start, a place unlike any other, either in the North American colonies or anywhere else. Because of its geography, its population, and the fact that it was under the control of the Dutch, even then its parent city, Amsterdam, was the most liberal in Europe, this island city would become the first multi-ethnic, upwardly mobile society on America's shores, a prototype of the kind of society that would be duplicated throughout the country and around the world. It was no coincidence that on September 11, 2001, those who wished to make a symbolic attack on the center of American power chose the World Trade Center as their target. If what made America great was its ingenious openness to different cultures, then the small triangle of land at the southern tip of Manhattan Island is the new world birthplace of that idea, the spot where it first took shape. Many people, whether they live in the heartland or on Fifth Avenue, like to think of New York City as so wild and extreme in its cultural fusion that it's an anomaly in the United States, almost a foreign entity. This book offers an alternative view, that beneath the level of myth and politics and high ideals, down where real people live and interact, Manhattan is where America began.